Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 16, Section 2, Japan's Pacific Campaign, Setting the Stage. Like Hitler, Japan's military leaders also had dreams of an empire. Japan's expansion had begun in 1931. That year, Japanese troops took over Manchuria in northeastern China. Six years later, Japanese armies swept into the heartland of China. They expected quick victory. Chinese resistance, however, caused the war to drag on. This placed a strain on Japan's economy. To increase their resources, Japanese leaders looked towards the rich European colonies of Southeast Asia. Surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. By October 1940, Americans had cracked one of the codes that the Japanese used in sending secret messages. Therefore, they were well aware of Japanese plans for Southeast Asia. If Japan conquered European colonies there, it could also threaten the American-controlled Philippine Islands and Guam. To stop the Japanese advance, the U.S. government sent aid to strengthen Chinese resistance. And when the Japanese overran French Indochina, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos in July 1941, Roosevelt cut off oil shipments to Japan. Despite an oil shortage, the Japanese continued their conquest. They hoped to catch the European colonial powers and the United States by surprise. So they planned a massive attack on British and Dutch colonies in Southeast Asia and on American outposts in the Pacific at the same time. Admiral Isoroku Yamamoto, Japan's greatest naval strategist, also called for an attack on the U.S. fleet in Hawaii. It was, he said, quote, a dagger pointed at Japan's throat, end quote, and must be destroyed. Day of Infamy Early in the morning of December 7, 1941, American sailors at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii awoke to the roar of explosives. A Japanese attack was underway. U.S. military leaders had known from a coded Japanese message that an attack might come, but they did not know when or where it would occur. Within two hours, the Japanese had sunk or damaged 19 ships, including eight battleships, moored in Pearl Harbor. More than 2,300 Americans were killed, with over 1,100 wounded. News of the attack stunned the American people. The next day, President Roosevelt addressed Congress. December 7, 1941, he declared, was, quote, a date which will live in infamy, end quote. Congress quickly accepted his request for a declaration of war on Japan and its allies. Almost at the same time of the Pearl Harbor attack, the Japanese launched bombing raids on the British colonies of Hong Kong and the American-controlled Guam and Wake Island. They also landed an invasion force in Thailand. The Japanese drive for a Pacific Empire was underway. Japanese victories. Lightly defended, Guam and Wake Island quickly fell to Japanese forces. The Japanese then turned their attention to the Philippines. In January 1942, they marched into the Philippine capital of Manila. American and Filipino forces took up a defensive position on the Bataan Peninsula on the northwestern edge of Manila Bay. At the same time, the Philippine government moved to the island of Corregidor, just to the south of Bataan. After about three months of tough fighting, the Japanese took the Bataan Peninsula in April. Corregidor fell the following month. The Japanese also continued their strikes against British possessions in Asia. After seizing Hong Kong, they invaded Malaya from the sea and overland from Thailand. By February 1942, the Japanese had reached Singapore, 
strategically located at the southern tip of the Malaya Bay. After a fierce pounding, the colony surrendered. Within a month, the Japanese had conquered the resource-rich Dutch East Indies, now Indonesia, including the islands of Java, Sumatra, Borneo, and Celebes. The Japanese also moved westward, taking Burma. From there, they planned to launch a strike against India, the largest of Great Britain's colonies. By the time Burma fell, the Japanese had taken control of more than 1 million square miles of Asian land. About 150 million people lived in this vast area. Before these conquests, the Japanese had tried to win the support of Asians with the anti-colonialist idea of, quote, East Asia for the Asiatics, end quote. After victory, however, the Japanese made it clear that they had come as conquerors. They often treated the people of their new colonies with extreme cruelty. However, the Japanese reserved the most brutal treatment for Allied prisoners of war. The Japanese considered it dishonorable to surrender, and they had contempt for the prisoners of war in their charge. On the Bataan Death March, a forced march of more than 50 miles up the peninsula, the Japanese subjected their captives to terrible cruelties. One Allied prisoner of war reported, quote, I was questioned by a Japanese officer who found out that I had been in a Philippine scout battalion. The Japanese hated the scouts. Anyway, they took me outside and I was forced to watch as they burned six of my scouts alive. They made the men dig their own graves and then they had them kneel down in a pit. The guard hit them over the head with shovels to stun them and piled earth on top. End quote. Of the approximately 70,000 prisoners who started the Bataan Death March, only 54,000 survived. The Allies strike back. After a string of victories, the Japanese seemed unbeatable. Nonetheless, the Allies, mainly Americans and Australians, were anxious to strike back in the Pacific. The United States in particular wanted revenge for Pearl Harbor. In April 1942, 16 B-25 bombers under the command of Lieutenant Colonel James H. Doolittle bombed Tokyo and several other Japanese cities. The bombs did little damage. The raid, however, made an important psychological point to both Americans and Japanese. Japan was vulnerable to attack. The Allies turned the tide. Doolittle's raid on Japan raised American morale and shook the confidence of some in Japan. As one Japanese citizen noted, quote, we started to doubt that we were invincible, end quote. In addition, some Japanese worried that defending and controlling a vast empire had caused them to spread their resources too thin. Slowly, the Allies began to turn the tide of war. Early in May 1942, an American fleet with Australian support intercepted a Japanese strike force headed for Port Moresby in New Guinea. The city housed a crucial and critical Allied airbase. Control of the airbase would put the Japanese in easy striking distance of Australia. In the battle that followed, the Battle of the Coral Sea, both sides used a new kind of naval warfare. The opposing ships did not fire a single shot. In fact, they often could not see one another. Instead, airplanes taking off from huge aircraft carriers attacked the ships. The Allies suffered more losses in ships and troops than did the Japanese. However, the Battle of the Coral Sea was something of a victory, for the Allies had stopped Japan's southward advance. The Battle of Midway Japan next targeted Midway Island, some 1,500 miles west of Hawaii, the location of a key American airfield. Thanks to Allied codebreakers, Admiral Chester Nimitz, Commander-in-Chief of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, 
knew that a huge Japanese force was heading towards Midway. Admiral Yamamoto himself was in command of the Japanese fleet. He hoped that in the attack on Midway would draw the whole of the U.S. Pacific Fleet from Pearl Harbor to defend the island. On June 4th, with American forces hidden beyond the horizon, Nimitz allowed the Japanese to begin their assault on the island. As the first Japanese planes got into the air, American planes swooped in to attack the Japanese fleet. Many Japanese planes were still on the decks of their aircraft carriers. The strategy was a success. American pilots destroyed 332 Japanese planes, all four aircraft carriers and one support ship. Yamamoto ordered his crippled fleet to withdraw. By June 7, 1942, the battle was over. The Battle of Midway turned the tide of the war in the Pacific. An Allied Offensive With morale high after their victory at Midway, the Allies took the offensive. The war in the Pacific involved vast distances. Japanese troops had dug in on hundreds of islands across the ocean. General Douglas MacArthur, the commander of the Allied land forces in the Pacific, developed a plan to handle this problem. MacArthur believed that storming each island would be a long, costly effort. Instead, he wanted to island hop past Japanese strongholds. He would then seize islands that were not well defended, but were closer to Japan. MacArthur's first target soon presented itself. The U.S. military leaders had learned that the Japanese were building a huge airbase on the island of Guadalcanal in the Solomon Islands. The Allies had to strike fast before the base was completed and became another Japanese stronghold. At dawn on August 7, 1942, several thousand U.S. Marines, with Australian support, landed on Guadalcanal and the neighboring island of Tulagi. The Marines had little trouble seizing Guadalcanal's airfield, but the battle for control of the island turned into a savage struggle as both sides poured in fresh troops. In February 1943, after six months of fighting on land and at sea, the Battle of Guadalcanal finally ended. After losing more than 24,000 of a force of 36,000 soldiers, the Japanese abandoned what they came to call the Island of Death. To American war correspondent Ralph Martin and the U.S. soldiers who fought there, Guadalcanal was simply hell. Quote, Hell was red furry spiders as big as your fist, enormous rats and bats everywhere, and rivers with wading crocodiles. Hell was the sour, foul smell of the squishy jungle. Humidity that rotted a body within hours. Hell was an enemy, so fanatic, that it used its own dead as booby traps. End quote. As Japan worked to establish a new order in Southeast Asia and the Pacific, the Nazis moved ahead with Hitler's design for a new order in Europe. This design included plans for dealing with those Hitler considered unfit for the Third Reich. You will learn about these plans in Section 3.